Set your mind on things above with Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. He wanted a cure. He found the creator. Chapter 16 Heaven's Fire The moon pierced the darkness of sun's sleep, illuminating the sons and daughters of Adam gathered below. Clan after clan packed into the crowded plains of the Seti of Adama, reds, greens, and golds took the prominent places near the center of the wide arc surrounding the platform. Hundreds of men labored to erect the solemn structure used for the sacrifice. Some elders said it had been at least eighty years from the time when men began to call upon the name of the Ancient One until its completion. Enoch didn't know for sure it was finished before the time of his birth, and before him, no man bothered to record anything. Enoch shifted uncomfortably in the stiff garments Dina insisted he'd wear this eve, tugging at the bright banner on his chest. They were beautiful. He'd never seen a finer covering on anyone. Dina had been working on the robe ever since the death of Great Father Adam. It contained the colors of every clan, a symbol of the unity he hoped he could restore among the families. Enoch yanked the banner lying across his chest with both hands, testing its strength. Fine work. If we were joined as tightly, nothing could harm us. Enoch looked over at Dina, sitting proudly at his right hand, and smiled. Dina beamed and patted his hand. She was especially joyful this sun's eve. Her hard work had not been in vain. Praise the light, I am the bearer of the seed, just like she said I would be. The drums began, telling the story again. Enoch tapped impatiently on his thighs. He thought about what would happen next. Soon the firstborns would be called to the platform, one by one to present the sacrifice for their clan. Then after all had gone before him, Great Mother Eve would call him to say the prayer of atonement for all the sons and daughters. Enoch felt the weight of their anticipation their anxiety, and their hope. Would the Ancient One show himself this time? Would they hear his voice? Enoch wondered too, and something more. Would the Fallen come? Enoch drummed his fingertips lightly on his thigh again, keeping time with the incessant rhythm of the drums as he searched the crowd. Enoch? What? Yes? Enoch whispered, leaning toward Dina. Are you well? She looked him over, straightening his banner. I have Alru. She pulled out a small pouch tied to her waist, if you feel unwell. Just a touch of nerves is all. I'm fine, really. Enoch gave her a quick hug and smiled reassuringly. Good. Dina turned her attention back to the talebearers and dancers, reenacting the first sacrifice. Enoch shifted on the wooden bench, feeling chilly despite his warm garment. He rubbed his arms vigorously as if he could brush the nagging sensation in the pit of his stomach away with the motion. It didn't help. So he closed his eyes, praying, May the Ancient One be with us. Dry heat spread through his limbs. He rocked slightly as energy surged through him. He knew this, but never had it happened so quickly. He felt the connection with the One Mind almost before he finished the thought. He relished this oneness. Gone was the nervousness, the anxious thoughts, the foreboding. Now there was just peace, an abundance of it, and three words resounding with force. Watch. Listen. Speak. Although he heard no audible voice, he heard the words clearly. Enoch waited for the heat to subside, the energy to dissipate, but it didn't. It held him like a firm hand, quiet and still. Alia que tu celia meso, 
Elkina asome to besi. Great Mother Eve's voice lifted above the pounding drums and the hum of the people. She used the formal tongue of Adam, for all knew it, and every man, woman, and child, the flesh of her flesh, hushed. May the Creator, the hidden Father of Adam, favor us. Let every firstborn come now with the sacrifice for his clan. Great Mother Eve stepped back from the center of the platform and sat on one of the benches in the rear to watch the processional. A group of young men wearing white banners came first. Normally, Enoch would have presented himself with this group, as he was among the youngest generation. However, as the new bearer, he would go last, taking Adam's place as the one to make atonement for the people. After all the men brought the first fruits of the field and the best of the animals forward, Tubal Khan followed behind, bringing bundles of grain and beans. Praise the light, Enoch smiled. Tubal Khan has accepted the will of the Ancient One after all. He thought Tubal Khan might shun the ceremony. Now he was relieved his fears were unfounded. Enoch relaxed and shuffled in his seat again, drumming his fingers against his thigh. Mother Eve would call him next. His fingers stopped mid-tap. Enoch frowned. What is Tubal Khan doing? Instead of having the men place the offering on the altar, Tubal Khan was instructing them to place the bundles at the front of the platform. Enoch opened his mouth and was about to stand in protest when the strong heat, the energy that had been with him all along, surged, forcing him to stay in place. Enoch remembered the words, Watch, listen, speak. So Enoch held his tongue as Tubal Khan took the bearer's place, his place, at the top of the altar and spoke loudly. Several Neshpanel appeared beside Enoch almost instantly with spears and daggers ready, awaiting orders. Enoch raised his hand and shook his head. Silently, they disappeared back into the crowd. Great Mother Eve glared at him from across the platform, standing tall with her hands on her hips. Again, Enoch shook his head. No. Great Mother Eve folded her arms, but finally nodded when Enoch didn't budge, and took her seat. Osa Elia Mekuru Sevatu. Tuwa Khan shouted using the old tongue of Adam. Greetings, children of the Hidden Father. You are highly favored this sun's sleep, for today the truth has come and the curse will be broken. As soon as those words were spoken, some Jaza and his men appeared on the stage, materializing out of nothingness, blazing bright and illuminating the night as if the sun itself had risen. They surrounded Tuwa Khan with swords raised high toward the heavens. The show of power silenced the murmurs rippling throughout the crowd at Tubal Khan's unexpected greeting. My dear friends, some of your leaders, some members of the High Council, do not want you to know this revelation. Some of them want you to remain in bondage. Your new bearer of the seed, Enoch, Tubal Khan said with a sneer, would rather you chase after Alru the rest of your lives, rather than be redeemed. They know full well the Ancient One has already sent the promised seed. It was revealed to the High Council, yet they choose to keep you in ignorance so they can remain in power. What? Is this true? What is he talking about? Why haven't we heard this before? Questions flooded through the families like troubled waters. Enoch felt the heat rising within him, yet he could not move. Great Mother Eve stood again, looking to him for direction. Enoch shook his head. No. This time she did not sit down. Quickly, the Medici surrounded her as she glared at Tubal Khan. Enoch shook his head again. No. Great Mother Eve sat down. Enoch felt a tap on his right shoulder. Dina nudged him. Enoch shook his head. No. Dina sighed and looked straight ahead. She was angry. So was he, but the words came stronger. Watch. Listen. Listen.
speak. There would be a time for action, but not now. Enoch bent over in his seat again, so low almost to the ground, praying, Hidden Father, help us. Waves of energy rushed through and around him, holding him in place, yet something else was happening too. Something new. The voice spoke. Watch for those dazzled by the light. Listen for the motive of those who lie. Speak my word, for it is fire. A shout came from the crowd. A young man stood, his back misshapen and curved, as he leaned on a staff. Where is this seed? Tell us how we may have it. I, another voice cried. Where is the seed? Another yelled from the center rows. Tell us now, Tubal Khan, someone else shouted. Tubal Khan raised his voice even louder. Fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, dear children, behold. Tubal Khan stretched his arms and faced the Elohim. The seed is before you. Open your eyes. These are the sons of God sent to redeem us. Enoch is not the bearer of the seed. They are. There was no thunderous applause, just stunned silence. Tubal Khan's voice wavered, but when Lamech rose, leaning on his staff, he continued, They are men just like us, yet without sin. They know how to heal instantly. I myself was healed by these good men. When I went in search of the Alru, I was attacked by bloodthirsty wolves in rebellion of the ancient. I suffered many piercing wounds until the blood of life flowed from me. I saw the final darkness coming, the everlasting sleep from which no man returns. The finality of the curse was upon me when these sons of God found me and saved my life. The virtue of the ancient one is in them. They have been sent to give it to us. All was quiet. No one spoke. Everyone stared at the brilliant, beautiful men standing before them. Enoch could sense the thoughts of the people now. The one mind was strong upon him now, stronger than it had ever been, even greater than the time when he had outrun some jaws and his men on horseback. He heard the people thinking, they have bodies like ours, but different. Their faces are like ours, yet superior in beauty. Could this be true? Tubal Khan spoke with passion. Honored ones, listen to me. A union of our people with these holy men is possible. The children of this union would be free from the curse. These men do not get sick and die as we do. No wound can take the life essence from them. Their offspring, our offspring, will live free from pain or death, just as the ancient one promised. What about us? An old woman shouted, gazing at Tubal Khan with cloudy eyes. Aye, what about us, Tubal Khan? A young man asked, perfect in appearance except for a large scar across his face. Some of us suffer from the curse every day. Be at ease, Tubal Khan said. Open your ears and hear the truth. These men have healing power, hidden knowledge that heals. They have promised to share these truths to all who believe. But you must believe, you must believe in the power of this union enough to act. What must we do, Tubal Khan? Follow me. Leave this altar. Leave this hidden father you can't see or please. Leave that foolishness behind. The blood of bulls and rams, lambs and goats cannot save us. Burning our precious grain and oil will not atone for our sins. No sacrifice will ever be enough. It only makes our bellies ache with hunger. No sacrifice can clean us from the curse. Only a righteous seed can save us. You ask me what to do, I am telling you, leave this altar and follow me. Everyone who wants to be free, finally free, follow me. Enoch felt the heat, the energy surge again. It pushed him forward. Enoch moved through the rows of people packed tightly on the ground, some standing, some sitting. The throngs parted as he approached, giving him a clear path to the platform. 
All eyes that had been transfixed on Tubalcon and the shining men now watched him. Children, Enix said with authority, you have heard from Tubalcon, now hear me. They recognized his voice as if it were the voice of Adam. All mumbling ceased as Enoch took his rightful place. Although the Ancient One, our hidden father, cannot be seen, we know his voice. We know his ways. This, Enoch said as he pointed toward the Elohim, still standing on the platform, is not his way. How do you know, Enoch? A son of Seth shouted as he thrust his spear in the air. Yes, bearer. Another one added from the third row. Why should we ignore the light before our eyes? Listen, Enoch held his hand up, surprised that even some of his own kinsmen would stand against him. If the Hidden Father had wanted to redeem us in this way, he could have done so long ago. Ask yourself, why now? Why would the Ancient send these men now, after Adam's death? Enoch waited until the murmurs died down. I'll tell you why. Our great father Adam would have recognized these men. He would have seen through the deception. Father Adam and Mother Eve were tempted many times by the fallen who tried to entice them to return to the garden, even though the ancient forbade it. They would not have been fooled by mere beauty and power. The fallen can also appear as men of light. Do you not remember our great mother and father once possessed a similar form? Appearances mean nothing. Enoch paced the length of the platform. Since the deception of the serpent, we have only heard the voice of the Ancient One after a sacrifice is made. Our Hidden Father requires sacrifice, and He answers by fire. Great Mother Eve has warned us not to be swayed by smooth speech and reasoning. It is the way of the serpent. Why should we listen to Great Mother Eve, a young man from the tribe of Cain shouted. She is to blame. She brought the curse on us. You are one to speak of curses, Zohar. Methuselah's voice was acid. Quiet, Methuselah. Enoch rebuked his firstborn. Respect all elders. Cain has cursed us all with his murder. Methuselah accused the clan leader who sat with the golds on the front row. If Abel had lived, we would have been redeemed long ago. Yeah, it would have been long ago. Methuselah's youngest brother, Danny, jumped and shouted, hopping from one foot to the other with his little wooden sword raised in the air. Enoch's other childlings joined in, chanting, Yah, long ago, as they did at home when imitating their big brother. Enoch took hold of his whip and was about to rebuke them, too, when his wife rushed to the platform and stomped her foot. Some of the people began to laugh. Do something, Dina yelled at Enoch in front of the crowd. Before he could, Methuselah's head rocked back. The boy yelped in pain. Zohar had thrown a rock. Now a thin trickle of blood dripped down the side of Methuselah's head. Methuselah's comrades in the Neshpanel immediately dashed through the packed rows separating them from Zohar and his brothers. More shouts, more spears raised. Someone yelled, A life for his blood! Chaos broke out as women hustled their crying children away from the commotion. Enoch felt his body burn like fire, yet he was unharmed. Enough! He cried in a thunderous voice above the mayhem. Surprised at the power in Enoch's voice, the people fell silent. Enoch shook off the unfamiliar feeling. He could hear his command echo through the camp. The boys dropped their stones and spears, still huffing, but obedient for now. If you want to know the will of the Ancient One, bring your sacrifice. Enoch confronted Tubal-Khan face to face. The Hidden Father will speak and instruct us regarding these Elohim. The people grew still, waiting for Tubal-Khan's response. Tubal-Khan thrust his staff high in the air and shouted, 
by Adama's blood, I will not be deceived by the foolish traditions of men any longer. I am going to use my grain and my livestock to feed my people. He yelled even louder, Who is with me? At first, no one spoke. Then a lone man walked quietly to the platform, took two lambs off the altar, hoisted them over his shoulders, and disappeared into the crowd. Do not be deceived, Enoch began. Aye, another man said as he ran toward the altar. I think I can find better use for my meat. He grabbed the carcass of a bull and dragged it away, leaving a trail of blood in his path. Listen, just because a couple of our kinsmen do not... Before Enoch could finish, another man came and took his sacrifice, then another, and another. Forgive me, Enoch. A man must do right by his family. The Ancient One knows that. Enoch stared in disbelief. That man was a member of his own tribe. Enoch wanted to yell at them, to scream, to stop them. But he did nothing. Now the presence, the fiery energy that guided him before, held him still. Enoch didn't resist. The heaping piles of grain and the best of the livestock dwindled until it was only about half the size it was before. Finally, the men taking their gifts cleared the platform, leaving only Enoch and Tubal-Khan. Well, Bera, Tubal-Khan said with a smirk, the people have chosen. He called out to the crowd once more, As for the rest of you, when you decide to leave foolish things behind, come to us. The Elohim have made their home with the tribe of Cain, Receive the redemption they offer. Our arms are open. Very well, sons of Adam, Enoch said. Let every man follow his heart. Just remember this. Anyone leaving without partaking of the sacrifice will not be given the alru that heals. A man crooked and bent from the sickness dropped his sack of grain. A few others hesitated too. Tubalcom swirled around to face his cousin once more. By Adama's blood, you will not dominate us with your precious Alru for truth. We don't need it or you. Hear me, brothers, and hear me well, Tubal-Khan yelled over the murmuring voices. As the defender of the tribe of Cain, I forbid any clansmen from taking Alru. Our new allies can heal better than any Alru. Aye, that's telling him, Tubal-Khan, a gruff voice said. Enoch recognized Father Lamech's unmistakable rasp and clenched his whip. Tubal-Khan sauntered off the platform toward Father Lamech, who grinned and patted him on the back. The great shining men followed Tubal-Khan as he led the people away. Enoch desperately wanted to stop them, to yell, to scream, anything to make the people see. But he could do nothing. The power surging through him held him still as his mind raced. What if I'm wrong? Maybe I have been arrogant. I did want to defeat Tubal-Khan just as badly as he wanted to defeat me. Enoch opened his mouth. Nothing came out. Mother Eve was glaring at him, furious. He looked away, scanning the crowd. Almost half the people had gone with Tubal-Khan. The remnant stood watching him, waiting. Enoch panicked. A knot rose in his stomach and pounded his insides. Sweat rolled down his brow, even though the night air was cool. He swallowed, trying to ignore the grumbling. What an ancient's name is he doing? Why, he's no bear indeed. Look at how Tubal-Khan has bested him. I tell you, the tribe of Cain has the better end of the rod. Why, I only stayed out of respect for Mother Eve. If I had... Without warning, his fear was replaced with anger. Heat burned from his belly and filled his limbs. The knot in his stomach disappeared as quickly as it had come. Enoch tried to speak again. The voice took over. Watch for those dazzled by the light. Listen for the motive of those who lie. Speak my word, for it is fire. 
Does anyone else want to leave? Enoch asked boldly. He waited for a response so long the silence was intimidating. Then he continued, I do not dominate anyone. I rule as Father Adam ruled, by seeking the Ancient One in all things. Enoch strode over to the altar, stepping over the bloody mess, and stretched out his hand toward it. If I am speaking the truth, may the Ancient One consume. Before Enoch could get the words out, someone screamed. The people fell flat on their faces. Some crouched in fear as the silver streak sliced through the calm night. Crackle. Boom. The entire altar was on fire. Even the blood-stained floor surrounding it burst into flames. Enoch jumped back. He swirled around, looking everywhere. He saw Dina's panic-stricken eyes from the first row. The flames had just missed her. Fire surrounded Enoch on all sides, not just around him, but through him as well. Enoch looked to the heavens in awe. The fire bubbling up within him all this time was out. Yet he was unharmed. Only the sound of sizzling flesh and burning grain could be heard. All the people were prostrate. A thin voice from Enoch's right side broke the silence. May the Ancient One bless Enoch, ruler of Adam's realm. It was Mother Eve. She said it once more, louder this time. A few others joined her. Then all the people began to chant. May the Ancient One bless Enoch, ruler of Adam's realm. Their voices rang louder and louder until the cry of the people roared. Delmar crouched in the midst of the flames, amazed. Lieutenant Delmar? Azam's voice was curt. Delmar jumped and then cringed at his superior officer's tone, turning as Azam approached him from his position on the cliff face, just a few lengths behind the altar. Captain Azam, I didn't do it. Azam instinctively reached for his weapon, hidden in his cloak. Listen, Delmar, I know you want to help, but... No, really, Captain, I didn't do it. I swear on the name of the Beloved. I did not use the forces. Well, then who? Delmar pointed to Enoch, standing behind him in the flames. Azam circled Enoch, examining him from head to toe. Him? I believe so. Impossible. Humans cannot summon the forces. I know, Captain, but he did. This concludes this chapter of Taken a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. If you enjoyed this excerpt and just can't wait for the next chapter, download Taken Ebook through Amazon Kindle and read it for free with Amazon Prime. Also, please check back for upcoming chapters of Taken on this podcast. Remember, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Please share this uplifting read with your friends and get ready to soar. Thank you again for listening and may the favor of the Ancient One be on you.